Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, there's a new show, a new reality show. I don't like reality television, but sometimes it's just good, factual reality. Following real-life stories rather than real, you know, follow the reality TV, real-life story TV. And Born Too Soon is the latest in, in that series. It's um, on Virgin Media 1. It started the other night... Um, and it features families whose babies were literally born too soon. Uh, the producer is Sarah Brophy and joins me. Sarah, a lot of work's gone into this. You were following people and working with people and families for months. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's been uh, it's been a long year. We've been in there since last October. We only recently wrapped up in there and following a number of families who have had to, unfortunately, go through the NICU um, with their babies for one reason or another. Most of them born quite vulnerable and, as you say, too soon. By in there, you mean but, but, CUMH? In CUMH, exactly. In the hectic... NICU of CUMH um, and we had unprecedented access and the staff were just unbelievably welcoming, completely opened the doors, allowed us in there 24-7 to just observe what they do and the life-saving treatment that goes on every single day. And we were very, very privileged to get seven or eight families on board who were just willing to let us go on that journey with them and see how stressful it is for a family who, you know, go through, most of them through a normal pregnancy and don't expect to end up in this situation and find themselves, you know, with their very tiny baby, um, mm. essentially on life support, on ventilators, you know, needing all the help outside of the womb. And I, one of the nurses described it really well. She said, basically, like, the womb is the life support. When mm -hmm. they come out too early, they don't know how to do anything for themselves. So we have to jump in and literally do everything for them. It's hard, isn't it, Siobhan, as a producer, as uh, someone it's, not to be yeah. invasive? How do, you, how do you strike that balance? I've always found um, doing documentaries like this that when you're working with people, you have to build up 
a trust. And I think, you know, I suppose I earned some of that. And I'm, I'm a former NICU mum myself. My twins were in there for a couple of weeks. So I had that level of understanding of just how overwhelming it is when you walk in the door and there's alarms going off. You don't know where your baby is. You don't know how they're doing. And I think, so I, I had that. I had that experience. And that certainly helped me when I was meeting parents who have found themselves in the first few days. The consultants and the, and the staff and the comms team were amazing. They introduced us. They, we had already established trust with them and they introduced us, you know, as a safe pair of hands to talk to. But I mean, it's a huge leap for people when they find themselves in that situation to then turn around and start talking to camera. But so it is quite hard. And you have to you have to know when to step back. And, you know, it's just it's a very delicate process. But mm. I think, you know, I've become quite friendly with the, with the parents over the year. And I think, you know, we just struck up a good relationship with all of the people we worked with. And I think mm. that's that's essentially what helped us. When, when my boy was small, we, we got to know quite well a, a wonderful pediatrician called Dr. Tony Ryan. And, and you know, we, we went James was in hospital a couple of times, and never in a, in a NICU or anything like that, but I remember passing Tony one night in the corridor, and getting to a question here, and say, he was in with a very, very sick little child, a really, really sick little child. And we stopped for a conversation in the corridor, and I said to him, she's going to make it. And he said, if I've had to do it, that was, he just looked at me, if I've had to do it, do you know, these people, the, the skill and dedication and knowledge, there are no words, are there, Sarah? There are no words. Their dedication. I honestly, some days I went in, I wondered had any of them gone home. And they just do it with such grace. And it's all about the parents for them. They're just constantly trying to make sure that the parents are right. And honestly, some days there'd be emergencies in there and you wouldn't even know because they managed to just maintain this air of calm, which essentially is all for the parents and they they just they work so hard like it's it's amazing to be able to shine a light and i think it does come across in the series just how hard they work and what they do the tiniest tiniest of patients tiny i mean like it's very I, sometimes i think the camera doesn't even do justice to the size of the baby in the incubator because i we'd often try and when the nurse put, puts the hand in, then you get the perspective of how small these That's babies right. can actually be. Like some of them are under 600 grams and you're just watching them fighting for their lives. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And a lot of the parents, you know, when you have your baby, like one of the moments you look forward to the most is like holding your baby for the first time. You know, having that skin to skin contact, which is so important for mum and baby. And a lot of these moms are not able to hold their baby for two, three weeks because they have to be on ventilators and they can't be taken out because they're so vulnerable to infection. Um, it's just it's just so hard on parents, yeah. and, you know, when they're going through that. Yeah. But do you know what? I, I'm just, I'm blown away even still. And one of our families was on Ireland AM this morning and they were unbelievable. But I'm blown away by how strong and resilient the families we feature have yeah. been and how open they are. And all of their motivations have been... We just want to help anybody else going through yeah. the same situation in the future. As, as a NICU mum yourself, and I'll move on and talk to Jamal now in just a second, but as a NICU mum yourself, you had to find that strength. So I think as a producer, it probably gives you a unique insight. 
It definitely does. It definitely does. It's probably why I got the job in the first place. I think they looked at my CV and, and then when I started chatting and said, oh, no, I've been in there. They're like, oh, yeah, you're you're in. But it's it definitely gave me it definitely helped me because I don't think it's very hard to understand what people are going through in that moment. And as well, the documentary, I hope it comes across that like this is one of the most stressful situations a parent can find themselves in. Mm. And I think a lot of the family said to me, it's very hard to describe to granny and granddad at home, you know, just how intense it is in here. And I think now people will see that. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's definitely given me, it definitely gave me a great insight into, you know, what these parents were going through. Indeed, indeed. And probably the, the ability to go to go deeper than, than, than other producers have gone, which is, it's yeah. a good piece of work. I, I saw the, I saw the first episode the other night. It's a super piece of work. Sarah, thank you. Sarah is producer of Born Too Soon on Virgin Media, which is, and set entirely in C-U-M-H, one of the families, uh, Siobhan, is your family. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Ruby is four and Adam is, is seven months, and they've both been NICU babies. Yeah, indeed, they both have. Um, Adam only spent, well, only but three weeks in the NICU, and Ruby had 11 weeks in the NICU then, mm. four years ago. You were prone to a thing called preeclampsia. What's that? So it's to do with blood pressure. Um, I had a very normal, with Ruby, I had a very normal pregnancy up until week 20. And I just actually went into hospital because I was very sick on New Year's Eve, just vomiting. And they were just worried about me getting dehydrated. So I went in for that reason. And then they realized that my blood pressure was quite high. And then from then on, I was monitored really closely. And then... At week 24, I ended up being admitted into hospital. So I was in hospital um, just kind of four weeks before I had her. And then we were in hospital 11 weeks after that with her. Yeah. Now, it's your so. second pregnancy with Adam that the program focuses on, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is indeed. Yeah, that's when they were filming when I was so how, just, again... How far along when you, were you when you realised all wasn't going according to plan? Um, it kind of never was going according to plan. Um, so my blood pressure never settled after having Ruby, which is quite unusual when it is preeclampsia. So we had pre-pregnancy meetings with my consultant just to make sure that, well, not even make sure, but just to see how far we could get without having to go into hospital. Because obviously we had a little girl at home as well this time, so things were hugely different. Um, but from week... I'd say from week 12, I was monitored really closely up to see my consultant, Maraid, every week. And then at week 31, I just went up for um, my check and she decided to keep me in. And from then on, it was just kind of monitoring in hospital day by day and trying to get me as far along as possible. Mm. And we, or Adam was delivered at week 33 then. So he was seven weeks early. Okay, How was he when he was born? Um, he was much better than um, Ruby was. Uh, 33 weeks versus 28 weeks is a huge difference. Um, so he was three and a half pounds when he was born and Ruby was under two pounds when she was born. So the pound and a half made all the difference. And he sh luckily Adam didn't go on a ventilator. He was just CPAP for a couple of days. And then he got out of intensive care after a week. And then it was just kind of two weeks then of just feeding and growing and just establishing his feet. Yeah. Anybody who's ever yeah. seen a CPAP 
on an adult, and I know adults who, who've had to wear a CPAP and hate the thing, CPAP on a yeah. little baby must be frightening to look at. Yeah, it, it's it's incredibly scary. When And I suppose with Adam, it was different because I knew what the NICU was like. But with Ruby, um, I didn't get down to see her until three days after I had given birth to her because I was in the high, inten- or the high intensity unit. So um, I just, my blood pressure wasn't settling. So I just wasn't allowed to leave. And so then just the shock of going down there and seeing like the tiniest of babies, as Sarah said, just like just struggling to to live, um, I suppose the reality of it. And the nurses and doctors doing everything for them. So it is it's a huge fear factor and it's a huge shock to any parents. I think that's why this T V show is amazing because it'll take away a little bit of that concern like obviously you're always going to be concerned, but just at least for people watching this or if there's any ladies in hospital even at the moment who are waiting and know that their baby might come soon, there's an idea of what's to come. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And although it's scary they're in the best care they could possibly be in. Like, mm-hmm. I could not sing the praises of the nurses and doctors enough. They're just, they're amazing. Is, is, like, that, why no you, is that why you agreed so willingly to be part of this, Siobhan, so that you could show others that there is, it, it, you know, the, the, they're no real mystery. They're just working so hard to yeah. to help the kids. Yeah, like, I, I was a bit apprehensive at the start about doing it, and my partner Stephen said it to me. He's like, "If you had been able to see something like this when you were expecting Ruby and knew that she was going to come early, how much would that have meant to you?" And he was he was right in what he said because if I had that little bit of knowledge going down, I don't think I would have been as overwhelmed that, those first couple of weeks down there. Um, I, I mean, it's still overwhelming, but at least you have an idea. And as Sarah said, you know she. She knew what the NICU was like, so she had a great rapport with all the parents. And she, as she knew when to back away and when it was too much, and it's just it's every day is different down there. It's just it's 
you don't know what to expect in the mornings when you come in because a baby could have had a great night or they could have had a difficult night and their oxygen levels might have been back up or the CPAP could be back on or the feeding tubes can be back in and it's just it's it's a hard place to be so where do you find the strength yourself to be honest I don't think like as a parent it's it's the children that are doing everything it's the babies and the nurses you just have to be there because to be honest there's not much you can do only just be there so you have to be as strong as you can possibly be because they're the ones doing all the work like I'm so proud of my children because they've they've had the hardest start in life and they're perfect little angels now well I say angels but <laughs> but they're amazing um, like all the parents can do is just be there and just hold them when they're allowed to and like you know even just I remember a nurse saying to me oh if you want to go get water wipes and some nappies for Ruby like I just felt like I had a job and I was like oh my god delighted to be able to just do that one thing and it's something so small but just she knew that like I needed to feel like I was being a mom I know I know so they, yeah, they know how much that means to you too, and that's the thing. You know, you, they they do know. Give yeah. mom, give mom that job because it means so much to her. Siobhan, thank you. You'll be in episode four of Born Too Soon. Thanks also to Sarah Brophy, producer of the program for Virgin Media. You can get it also on the player. I'm not really sure what episodes are on the player. Whether they put the whole lot up there. Or, or just uh, the, the weekly episodes. The family featured in Born Too Soon are Casper and Kinga, the parents of Olivia, Leah and Lana, triplets who spent uh, their first weeks in separate incubators at the, at the NICU after being eight weeks premature. Triplets, they were only 1.3 kilograms each when they were born. How are they now, Casper? Good morning. Morning. Um, yeah, they're brilliant, thriving, healthy, fantastic. doing really well. Fantastic, fantastic. When you discover, Kinga was what, in total shock, as I'm sure you were, when you discovered that there were triplets on the way. Let's go back that far first. Yeah, absolute shock. Um, like, we went to the scan and it was just, like, we were... The lady that was doing the scan and what happened was she didn't say anything for about five minutes she was scanning away and we started getting worried that there was something wrong mm. and then she just said this is baby number one <laughs> baby number two and i think this is baby number three <laughs> so like at that moment it was I just, I, I just didn't know what to say. At, at least Kinga was lying down. Were your knees going yeah. to jelly? They're going to be jelly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting down, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember standing, I was standing up when I was told I was going to be the father of twins. So I said, can I have a chair now? Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Triplets. No. And did you realize, was, like from, from then on, there's always the possibility that they'll arrive early, isn't there? Yeah, of course, like we were always, every scan, see, because it was a, a high-risk pregnancy, Kinga was scanned every two weeks. Yes. Just to make sure that there is, um, that everything is okay. So, yeah, it was, um, like we knew, every scan, we knew that she's not going to go until the full term. Yeah. That they are going to arrive early. So it was just the case when it's going to happen.
and they did on just under 32 weeks. And how were yeah. they? They were so tiny and so helpless when they were yeah. born. Yeah, they were tiny. They were only like 1.3 kg, 1.2 and 1.3, I think. That's that's not so, even. That's not even. Need, none yeah, of just about the, the size of a bag of sugar. Not even. Not even. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just about the size tiny. of tiny, tiny babies. Daddy to daddy, Casper. When right. when you see them in front of you for the first time, so helpless. How yeah. does that feel? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, amazing, amazing to see your children finally yeah. out and safe. They, 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 but at they the same look, time, they, like stressed and shocked and. You know, they needed like so it's, much it's, help, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But like being there when it happened, like you, you'd feel kind of very vul- vulnerable and helpless yourself because there isn't actually much that you can do. Yes, it's all down to the doctors and the uh, nurses. Yes, you have to place your trust in other people, which, as as yeah. a parent of a newborn, isn't that hard to do? Of course, you have to please yeah, trust. Absolutely. Yeah. How how was Kinga after after the birth? When did she get to hold him for the first time, for example? Oh um, no, she did really well. Like we're very proud of her. She did really really well. And I think the next day, well, after they were born, she was uh, carted into where they were inside the incubators, and she was allowed to see him and stuff. But the day after, she was already walking she was so mad to go down and see him mm-hmm. and but like we said there i think olivia had um an infection for two two days after um she was born so she was inside a separate room and it was only i believe it could have been maybe four days after they were born when she got to hold all three of them together mm-hmm. That's yeah. magic. That, and when did you get to hold him, Casper? Um, I think it was second or third day. Yeah. What's that? We like? were, we were. Um, what was that like? Amazing. <laughs> can descri- like words can describe the feeling. Yeah. It was just something I never felt before. Yeah. Yeah. How how yeah. how old are they now? They are 10 months. 10 months. What's life like with three 10-month-olds? Like, one is hard enough. What is life like with three 10-month-olds? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's challenging at times. Like, it's been, you know, it, like, it takes a lot of adjusting when a child is born to your lifestyle and stuff. And, like, routine is key yeah. for us anyway. And, yeah, but it's, it's, it's great. We're after... Working out a, a routine for ourselves, and are they sleeping through yet? They are, yeah. Oh well, they wake up once at night, but not every time. But they do wake up for food. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they're brilliant at sleeping. Well, that's good because then you get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. Well needed. <laughs> Three night. Oh God, man! Listen, I, I, as I said to you, daddy to daddy, I'm a daddy of twins, and I remember when they were ten months old. There was enough going on in that house. Three, Lord knows. 
<laughs> yeah. But you I just look, if you have two, an extra one doesn't make a difference. You still have to do <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> you're right. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Absolutely sure that you're right. So, the, so yeah. being part of the program, why did you decide yes. to take, why did you? Why did you agree to take part? Um, at the start, when we were offered to be on the program, we were a bit skeptical about going on it. Um, like I, I don't like looking at myself on camera. Um, but then we just said, you know what? It'll be great memory for us and the kids when they're older. Mm-hmm. And also, we just wanted to take part to kind of show. The, the great work of the doctors and the nurses inside mm. CUH, mm. you know, so it's, it was just done for a good cause. Yeah, we, re- we really have no idea, do we, Casper, until you see them at work, how brilliant these people yeah. are. Yeah, oh, they are, yeah, they're heroes. And like they're so, I would say, you know, they're kind of in, like, in on backstage doing all the work. No one really talks about them. Mm. But the, the, like the work they do is absolutely amazing. All right. Well, listen, my best to your three beautiful daughters, Olivia, Leah and Lana. There was a wonderful photograph of Kinga with them on the Irish Mirror recently. Gorgeous yeah. photograph. Frame it and treasure it, Casper. Yeah. Uh, we will. And the best we- of luck. And we look forward to, to watching the story on Born Too Soon on, on Virgin Media. There's a good pal of mine as well, JJ. He runs the student centre at uh, UCC and JJ's babies is it Joseph and Corazon feature at some point in, in Born Too Soon and his, his lovely Mrs. Belke. Uh, we will hopefully talk to JJ over the next couple of weeks as well. But it's a, it's a beautiful piece of television. A phenomenal piece of television. Beautifully edited, beautifully filmed, very sensitively done. Very sensitive. There must have been hours and hours and hours and hours and hours spent putting the right pieces together the right way. Super piece of work for Virgin Media and Tyrone Productions. It's called Born Too Soon. And we wouldn't normally go into such detail about a program like this, except that it is set entirely in CUMH. Quartz 96 FM.